Chamai, hello. My name is Derek Shaya, and I am the Language and Living Culture Manager at the Alutic Museum. Would you like to hear a story? This month's legend will be read by Susan Malutin. Kida, Susie. Chamai, my name is Susan Malutin. The story I will be reading today was told by an unidentified Aleutic person to Frank Golder in 1903. The story is Ahnam the girl who married a star. The Angayugak chief of a very large village had just one daughter, and he never allowed her to leave their Chikluak sod house. Two servant girls took care of the young woman's every need. One lovely day, when the sky was blue and the air was fresh, the woman was drawn to the window by the sunshine peeping through it. The joyful shouts of people outside and the song of the golden-crowned sparrow. As she stood there seen and not seen, she thought of her sad life. She wondered why the pleasures other people enjoyed were forbidden to her. She stood at the window for a long time, and when she turned away, there were tears in her eyes. Her servants were watching. When she noticed, the woman sent them away, one for fresh water and the other for chocolate lily roots. As they left, the woman began thinking of her past and was overcome with emotion. She groaned when she thought of the many marriage proposals she had received over the last year. Nearly every one or more men from neighboring villages asked her atta, father, if they could marry her. But the Angayugak was unwilling to part with his daughter, especially against her will. The young woman, who had very limited knowledge of men and their ways, thought marriage was strange and foolish, and she rejected every offer. While she was thinking, the woman was interrupted by her servants. Her atta sent them to tell her that a kayak, kayak, with two young men seeking to marry her, had just arrived. Oh, why should I marry, said the woman. Go and tell them I have no desire to marry. I am content to live as I am. Here it is warm. Why should I marry when I am not even allowed to go outside? One of the servants spoke up and said, One of the fellows is very young and handsome. The other not quite so. You had better marry now. If he pleases you, you marry him, said the woman. I am satisfied and warm here. Why should I marry, she replied curtly. They are waiting for you, the other servant said, and you may go outside if you like. Go bring me the water and roots and tell them I will not marry, said the woman as she pushed the servants outside. Then she threw herself on the bed and had a good cry. When the servants returned with roots and water, they found her so unhappy that they feared she was ill. They asked questions and tried to make her feel better, but she paid no attention. What have we done to you that makes you angry with us? It is not our fault that you please all men and they want to marry you. If your atta finds out how sad you are, he will punish us. In the evening, the woman said to the servants, Go sleep in the adjoining Chikluak. If I need you, I will call you. After they had filled the Nanik stone lamp with oil, fixed her bed, and made sure she would be comfortable during the night, the servants left.
Unable to sleep, the young woman sat up, making sinews red. Around midnight, she heard someone cut the intestine window and a man's voice call softly. Chit, 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 chit. Look this way, the voice said. The woman did not look and went on with her work. Chit, 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 chit. Just look at me once, he pleaded. If she heard him, the woman didn't show it. Chit, 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 chit. Look at me just once. For a third time, she heard the tempting voice. This time, she looked up and saw a very handsome man with a face as white as her own. She asked him, why do you ask me to look at you? Come here quick. I wish to marry you, he whispered. What for? Come quick. I am going to marry you. Why spend your days and nights in loneliness here? Come with me and see the world, he coaxed. Without any protest, she obeyed. With the aid of her admirer, she escaped through the window and hurried down to the Kudak beach. There, a kayak and her suitor's friend awaited them. After stowing the woman in the boat, they paddled off. It was daylight when they landed, and the men took the young woman to a nice, clean chikluak. Here she lived for three days as the wife of both men. On the morning of the fourth day, the men led her to a large, open, cold chikluak and tied her up. It was fall, and the cold wind blew through the house, making her shiver. Here the men fed her bare bones. In this cruel way, the men hoped to be rid of her. The second morning of her imprisonment, while the men were away hunting, the cold and hungry girl heard someone approaching. Tuck, 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 tuck. The sound drew nearer and nearer until it ceased in the entrance. The woman raised up the leather door and a very old, shrunken, shriveled, toothless woman entered with a kandak platter of hot meat. The old woman said, I have brought you some meat because I know you are hungry. Eat fast. The young woman, being very hungry, ate as fast as she could, but it was not fast enough to please the old woman. The old woman continued hurrying her. Eat faster. They will return soon. Why did you marry them? Faster. They are almost here, she said in almost one breath. When the young woman finished eating, the old woman cleaned her teeth so that there was no sign of food. Then she hastily snatched her kandak and disappeared as mysteriously as she arrived. Tuck, 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 tuck. The sound floated back faintly and then died out. The old woman left just in time as the man appeared very soon after. She is still alive. She hasn't even changed color. She is tougher than the girls before her. They laughed as they left her. A little later, they brought her bones, and the girl went at them as if she were starving. Noticing that the woman was not suffering from her treatment and suspecting something was wrong, the men began to watch. They would paddle a short distance from the shore and then come right back and hide themselves. But during their brief absence, the old woman appeared and fed the young woman. For several days, this continued. Very early one morning, just after the men had gone out in their kayak, the old woman came with meat. Speaking quickly, she said, Eat fast. Why did you come here? They have starved many women before you. 
If you do not wish to die, come with me. I have a son who wants to marry, but cannot find a wife. This is the last time I will come to you. The men have discovered my visits. If you come with me, the men shall never find you. I will go with you, interrupted the young woman. Quickly, the old woman untied her and set her in a large inachtak basket. With the inachtak on her back, the old woman cautioned the young woman, close your eyes tight and don't open them until I tell you. As they began to move, she felt herself whizzing through cold air. Tired of keeping her eyes closed, the young woman opened them just a little. Ayah, screamed the old woman. Close them, or we will fall in the water. As they rushed through the air, the noise was so annoying that the woman began to open her eyes a second time. Don't open them now. We will arrive soon, and then you may look, pleaded the old woman. When they stopped, the young woman found herself in front of a large chikloak. The interior was very cozy and clean. Several pots with seal and duck meat were cooking over a large fire. Spreading out a mat in the front of the room, the old woman begged the younger one to sit. Then she brought the woman a new pair of sealskin shoes and a sea otter parka. While the young woman was dressing, the old woman ran outside for a moment. She returned and said, Don't be scared when you see my son. Although his appearance is terrifying, he is harmless. This news worried the young woman, who wondered what she had gotten herself into. To distract her from gloomy thoughts, the old woman shared food with the young woman and talked to her. Pretty soon, the old woman went out again. She hurried back, announcing, Here comes my son. The young woman, already half-frightened, kept her eyes on the doorway, and suddenly, a bunch of willow twigs darkened it. She felt back screaming, Ayah! Ayah! The old woman ran to the young woman and tried to calm her. Don't be alarmed, she said. This is my son. This is some of his hair. The young woman stared at him, doubting her own eyes, because he was one-sided. However, that side was complete. All his features were in the usual place. The only exception was the man's eye, which was in his forehead and shone brightly. Look at the wife I brought you, the mother said, calling her son's attention to the woman. The man turned his one eye toward her, and from the way it winked and sparkled, she could tell he was pleased, probably because he was embarrassed or because he thought it was wise to leave the two women alone for a while. He left the room. He returned a little later with seals and several kinds of ducks and found his bride looking more cheerful. The couple married, and a very short time, they had a baby boy. The infant looked like his father, and according to the old woman, was just as pretty. The family was happy, especially when the pretty one-sided baby awoke and opened his little sparkling eye. The new mama was a natural parent and thought that her son was the brightest baby she had ever seen. The child had more expression in his one eye than other babies had in their two eyes and a face together. The mama's ima grandmother agreed. Although they had been married for over a year, the girl was not yet well acquainted with her husband. One stormy night, her husband did not go out as usual. During the night, he asked his wife to scratch his moss-covered head, in which his twig hairs were rooted. 
She told him to keep his eye open so that she could see, and she began to scratch the twigs. This disturbed an uchnak mouse, which ran and hid in its hole in the moss. Ayya, shrieked the woman, and dropped her husband's head. There are mice in your head. Oh no, he declared, they are just fleas. A year passed since the happy marriage between the son of the sky and the daughter of the land. The baby boy began to grow and become strong, but motherhood made the young bride wish to see her own parents. Permission for a visit was granted, and the old woman set about making an inachtak in which to send her daughter-in-law down to earth. When the inachtak was complete, she called the young mother to the fireplace. Here there were four flat rocks. The old woman said, Raise these rocks and try to find your father's village. The darkness of night was under the first rock. The rosy tints of dawn were visible under the second rock. A grand sunset filled the third. Beneath the fourth stone, she recognized her father's village, wrapped in daylight. Then she seated herself in the inachtak, to which a rope was tied, before lowering her to earth. The mother-in-law gave her some advice. Close your eyes tight and don't open them. If you do, you will fall. If you meet an obstacle on the way, stomp your foot and it will disappear. A second obstacle may slow your progress. Stomp again, and it will vanish too. When the inachtak stops for a third time, open your eyes, and you will find yourself in your childhood home. If you do not wish to stay there, sit in the inachtak and pull on the rope, and I will pull you up. Placing the child in her daughter-in-law's arms, the old woman lowered the inachtak after encountering many obstacles, the young woman arrived in front of her village. She walked to her father's chikluwa. As she drew near, she noticed a grave. When she disappeared suddenly, her parents thought she was dead and made this grave for her. She went to the house, but when the people saw her with the queer-looking child in her arms, they sprinted away, thinking she had returned from the land of the dead. Their fear brought tears to her eyes, and she realized for the first time the great division that separated her from her relatives on earth. She knew now that her real home was with the father of her child, so she walked back to the Inachtak, gave the signal, and a little later was welcomed by her mother-in-law and husband, from whom she never parted again. She lives with them to this day. Her husband is an Achyak star. At sunrise each morning, he goes to sleep for a few hours. After that, he hunts ducks, seals, and other sea animals. When he returns in the evening, if it is cloudy and stormy, he spends the night at home with his family. If it is clear, he lies down in the sky and observes the workings of the world below, as anyone who takes the trouble to look up can see. This podcast is supported by the Kodiak Island Borough School District. Today's legend was collected with support from the Kodiak Island Borough School District and as part of the Munachtit Project, funded through the Alaska State Council on the Arts. To explore more Kodiak Alutic legends, visit the Alutic Museum's website to download a free ebook of Unichkwat, a book containing 62 traditional tales. Paper copies can be purchased at the Alutic Museum store. Hoyana, thank you for listening.